You're listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE or at midkansasonline.com. This is your chance to hear from the McPherson College coaches and student athletes each week during the sports year. The McPherson College Coaches Show is brought to you by JAR Performance Automotive, Alliance Agency, Next Tech Wireless, and Cheatham Construction. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into our McPherson College Coaches Show tonight as we are getting into crossover season. Winter is ending and spring is beginning. It is a busy, busy time for the Bulldogs over at the Sports Center. And Steve Sell, we're excited for this crossover time of year. February is always a crazy month. The end of basketball season, the start of baseball and softball, even though there's snow on the ground outside, it's a very thrilling time for Bulldog athletics right now. Yeah, uh, I went out and watched a little Bulldog baseball um, over the weekend. Concordia came to town. Uh, there were Concordia uh, nationally ranked. They had a couple pitchers that could really – really bring it. Uh, I talked to the guy that was running the, the gun, the uh, jugs gun, and they had kids hitting 90-91. And, of course, the Bulldogs had some guys that were doing pretty good, too. I saw Trevor Johnson hit one of the longest home runs I've ever seen. Um, they had a guy throwing 90, and Trevor caught one just right. The wind was blowing out. It went way over the 390 sign, probably about a 415, 420 blast. Uh, the Bulldogs went one and three in that doubleheader but or in that uh, – four-game series, but they could easily have been three and one. Uh, the, the last game of the of the weekend, they were up 11-4 and end up losing that game. And then the first game could have been anybody's game. And, and, and the Bulldogs are going to be a very, very quality team. And the, when they play KCAC teams, they're going to be a quality team. And, of course, uh, we haven't had any basketball all week for you and I yeah, as far as covering college because the, uh, uh, the Bulldogs had the bye night on Wednesday, so they did not play. But what a game we covered on Saturday. Uh, the Mac men and Bethel, uh, just two amazing comebacks by the Bulldogs. They were 17 down, came back, took the lead, then got 11 down, came back, won the game at the end, and uh, Coach Eskelson's guys are right there. It's still in the hunt for the KCAC championship. Well, Steve, we've got a lot to get to today. We'll hear from women's basketball coach Josh Nichols next. We'll hear from Coach T.J. Eskelson on the men's side, as well as softball coach Tony Segovia and their statuses. TBD. That's on, right. On when and where and who they'll be playing yeah, at some point this weekend. Yeah, you know, weekend. You, you look outside right now and it's about six degrees and snow on the ground, and then you look at what it's supposed to be this weekend. They're talking 60s. That's Kansas weather for you. Well, Steve, we'll take our first break and hear from women's basketball coach Josh Nichols. We start off our McPherson College Coaches Show tonight talking with Bulldog women's basketball coach Josh Nichols. The Bulldog women are 12 and 15 overall, 8 and 13 in the KCAC, and currently in the number 10 spot in the standings, and it was kind of a weird week because you guys didn't play last night, not because the game was snowed out or anything. It was because you guys had the bye. A couple other teams did play. A couple other teams did not play. But you did play on Saturday in a game against Bethel here at home and a game that you guys really needed in terms of staying in that KCAC race. And you're certainly not out of it yet, but it was a tough one as Bethel came in and won 83-65. They were able to get to the basket very well. They were able to score at the rim fairly easily. I think it was the highest percentage field goal game that they said in Bethel College history. So now that you've had a chance to maybe go back and watch the film, what are some of the things that you saw from Saturday's loss against Bethel that maybe could have gone differently? Well, number one was, you know, really no sense of urgency on our group. Um, you know, two teams coming in, both of them think they need the game to stay alive and, to, and to, you know, getting get in that top eight spot. And still, you know, number, you know, seven – six could be still alive so 
Uh, both teams come in and, 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 you know, realize the importance of the game, and one team had that sense of urgency. The other one didn't, and unfortunately that was us. And our, our defensive intensity wasn't there. Um, you know, we had a lot of kids just get blown by on uh, – you know, and it's, it's hard to help off of Abby because she's so big that as soon as you help off, it just takes, you know, a little lob over the top and she's got a wide open layup. So, um, you know, that, that defense staying in front of people that we've had problems with all year long, and we've talked about it, you know, on the show many a times. Um, we've, we've worked on it in practice. Still has let us down. Well, what is it about this year's team defensively that's a little bit different than last year's team? Because it felt like – at this point in the year last year, that was when you guys really kind of locked in and figured it out and what you wanted to do defensively, and you were able to force a lot of turnovers. And if I remember right, won the last five or six games of the year last year. So what was it that was different at this time of year defensively and what you're trying to do compared to what it is now? Um, you know, it's hard to put the, our finger on it, but I think a lot of it's just the offensive end. Uh, we're not shooting the ball very well, uh, not just from three, but uh, in the field in general. And so – when you're not scoring, you know, you just don't really have that desire to play defense, unfortunately. That's just the mindset of, you know, today's players is, you know, they want that offense to, to lead to their defense. And we, we talk about defense has to lead our offense. And we just don't have that right now for whatever reason. And, um, you know, we're still working. I, yesterday's practice was pretty spirited. I won't say it's the best one of the year, but, the, you know, this group hasn't given up. But you do get a lot of good shots. You've, it seems like you've missed a lot of shots at the rim this yeah. year. Uh, layups, a lot of, you know, inside um, I don't know what you can do to improve on that, but you are getting the shots. Yeah, I don't think it's anything offensive that we're doing uh, incorrectly other than just when the ball leaves their hands, it's just not always going through the net. And, uh, you know, that, that gets, you know, it wears on you throughout a year or two. And uh, uh, they're, they're just sitting there frustrated, and then they're thinking about that instead of thinking about staying in front of their man on the defensive end or, or proper rotations on the defensive end. And so that frustration that's on the offensive end has bled into our defense. And three-point shooting, you know, it's kind of come and gone this year. You've had some games where you were really good and, and then some games where you just like had a three – you've had like a three of a 20 or a, a two of 14 or something like that. Uh, I know in the off season, uh that's something that you thought you'd address last year. It really hasn't uh, still been totally solved, and I would think that's – between that and maybe getting some si- more size inside, that's got to be a couple of the uh, – uh, things you want to go after in recruiting after this season's over. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one, Brittany's going to be a senior next year, so we have to replace her for the following year. But we need some more depth inside and, and get a little bit bigger. And obviously our shooting has got to improve. And then uh, one of the things, we, we, we want to find somebody in, in recruiting that can get downhill and get to the basket and create on her own and then in turn create for other players. Well, as we look at the KCAC standings, you guys are currently sitting in 10th at 8-13, and 13, but there might be a couple more games that are still being played tonight. And then, of course, we get into Saturday, and you guys will be playing against Kansas Wesley, and now the number one team in the conference after Sterling lost last night. Have you come up with a formula in your head, at, you know, the magic number, in terms of how it works to get into the top eight? I'm sure it starts off with win all three, mm-hmm. and then it probably comes down to maybe somebody else losing one somewhere. Have you come up with the formula in your head yet? Yeah, I mean, if we lose and if we lose one of the three, it's going to take a lot, a lot of help. Um, so you know, the best thing we can do is just help ourselves and, and win all three. Um, but yeah, it's in my head. It's been in my head for about last uh, seven games, and uh, it seems like every time we have a big one come up. Um, I don't know if I'm just putting too much pressure on the kids or whatever, but every time we have a big game coming up, we just we don't perform as well as we should. 
Well, as you look at the bottom half of this mess here of teams that are all trying to get in, we've been saying it for a few weeks that the top five, they're all pretty locked into their spots. There could be a little bit of movement at the top. But six through ten, and I think even six through eleven, it's a six-team race to try and grab three spots. Oklahoma Wesleyan is 10 and 11, meaning that they're two games up on you. Friends is 10 and 12, so one and a half games. Southwestern is an eighth at 9 and 11. They are one and a half games. Bethel is one game up on you, and they have the time, or what you guys split, so they won't have a tiebreaker from that. So there is the possibility. It might take a little bit of help, kind of like you see in week 17 of the NFL sometimes, that the opportunity is there. And it certainly would start with Kansas Wesleyan this weekend, a team that is playing as well as anybody in this conference, and having to pick up a win against them. Yeah, they've they've been playing well all year long. Um, you know, it's it's the buy-in from the group. Um, you know, everyone's playing their roles very well. You know, they got uh, you know three or four kids doing the bulk of the scoring, and then the rest of the kids coming in and filling in when they have to, and playing solid defense, and then just moving the ball. Um, so everyone's bought into the roles, and Coach Shulman's done a really good job this year of of uh, you know, teaching those kids the right way, how they're going to play their style. And a very experienced team. A lot of those names we have heard for a long time. I think they've still got the Heinen girl. She's been there. Is it Bradford still there? Mm-hmm. I mean, they and and they just seem like some of those girls are all like on the six-year plan or something. <laughs> they seem like they've played for about six years. And then they added a couple of real nice pieces in the off season. But, you know, they've been doing it all year. It's not any kind of fluky thing. They're 21-5, and five, I believe, overall. And, and they've just been – Really good from start to finish. They were picked, I think, in the top three in the preseason. I think everyone pretty much knew. they. This was kind of the year they've been pointing to because of all the uh, veterans that they have this year. Yeah, you know, they, they and they had a really good year last year, and they lost only a handful of those players. So all that experience coming back, playing big games, being in the, being one of the teams that was being hunted last year, um, and then you know, national champion or national tournament experience as well. So, um, you know, very good group they got coming back. And I've said for a long time, I thought, yeah, they would they would finish probably uh, in the finals, and, and I'll still just to keep my safe prediction with uh, with Bethany. Well, then next week you guys will be playing Avila at home and Ottawa at home. Avila team that's in that top four of the conference, and and they've been very solid this year. But Ottawa team that is below you, a chance to beat them, and and who knows? We'll see how the cards fall here next week. But I'm also pretty glad that you guys weren't playing last night and had to deal with trying to reschedule yeah. and driving somewhere else, and then getting it canceled. Because I want life to be easy for you. <laughs> I, I, I don't want you to have to get confused. I don't want me to have to be confused. I don't want Steve to have well, to I'm post a story confused. about it. I'm always confused. So I don't want that to happen. It was probably kind of nice, though, to sit back last night while everybody else is stressing about their final three games. And you could put your feet up and watch some of them, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, just watch a few games, do a little recruiting, and watch them Longmire. <laughs> there you go. It's a good show. Yeah. Steve would like it. I've heard of this. <laughs> well, Coach Nichols, best of luck this weekend up in Salina, and then we'll Thank see you, you for a couple at home next week. Sounds good. Continuing on our coaches' show here this morning or this evening, we're joined by men's basketball coach for the Bulldogs, T.J. Askeldson, and his team picked up a really, really fun win on Saturday night at home against Bethel, winning 87-83. to This team was down pretty much the entire game. Down the stretch, they just kept hanging around, hanging around, found a way to win and they kept themselves in this very contested KCAC playoff race and still have a chance at the top spot in the KCAC. And it felt like that was as important of a win, as big of a win, and maybe as impressive of a comeback win as you guys have had 
in quite some time. Yeah, it was that was a lot of fun. Um, our guys just showed a lot of toughness, and in particular, our, our seniors. Uh, all of our seniors made plays in that game, and that's that's fun to see is those guys stepping up and um, they they want to they they want to have that success, and it was it was a lot of fun. It's always important to beat teams ahead of you. Bethel entered that game a half game up, then uh, you leapfrog them. But, uh, you know, I, I, what I thought was impressive about your guys, you were coming off uh, the worst game of the year. Uh, you know, you lost at OW. We won't even say the margin. Yeah. But uh, you lost badly at OW. And then you get down 19-4. to four. Yeah. What do you feel like turned that game around, though? Because you could have easily gone south and had a repeat of yeah. the OW game. I, th- I think a little bit early in that game, part part of that the us getting down early was kind of a, 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 a from that Oklahoma Wesleyan game, just the <laughs> I think the thoughts of that Oklahoma Wesleyan game and uh, I think I think honestly, us just hanging in there for that first half and just not getting down, not 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 just giving up. Um, we I, we cut it down. Wall Magat made two huge threes and an end. unlikely source. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you know, you know that's not really the shot you want him. He can make that shot, but yeah. you like him around the rim. But yes. he made back to back threes, including one with about two or three seconds to yep. go in the half, and that got it from fifteen to nine. And that kind of, yep. you know, you got it under ten. Yeah, and uh, I think that was a mental barrier. I definitely, I definitely agree, and I think those two shots were huge. And again, that was again a senior making play, a play, um, and I think that that getting it up to nine, going into half, I think mentally that helps, um, just getting it into single digits. And um, then in the second half, we took the lead with like 11, 10, 10 minutes to go, and then they went up 11 again with five minutes to go. And our guys just they, they they keep grinding and they keep they keep showing fight, and that's 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 been kind of the mo of this group this year. And it's 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 been really fun. Well, I think that's been the thing that has stood out to me the most about this team is the mental toughness of this group. And I'm not going to say that last year was not a mentally tough team, but there were a few games where if you got down a little early, it was tough to get back out of the hole. And there were a few times that you were able to hold on and try and hold that lead all the way through the game and then lose it at the very end, and that's draining on you mentally. But it feels like there's been a transformation with some of these guys, whether it's some of the new guys that have come in, whether it's guys going from sophomore to junior, junior to senior, that it feels like the mental side of it at being tough I think has really been the difference maker this year. I think there's just been belief in our guys, and that's – that's huge. I mean, when you believe that you're gonna you're gonna win a game, and you feel and you've you've had some of that success to build on now, um, it's huge. And that's that's we just those guys will make plays. I mean, there was there's one play that I, when I watched the film again, the Gage McCoy, who probably people look at his shooting percentage and like, why is he playing as much as he he he, he had a saved a loose ball down under under Bethel's basket. That was just it was huge for us. And those are the type of plays that win games. That gets a possession for us. We went down and scored and um, we just have a lot of guys who have been doing that and just making those type of plays. You talk about seniors. You have four seniors on your team and when you look at what those four seniors did against Bethel uh, that's why they're seniors. Dorian Page had a career high 23. Lawal had 22. Um, Delvon Hightower hit the basket, I think, that put you ahead for the first time. Yeah. And then Grant Munson off the bench uh, made s- several super plays, hustle plays, got him a, a just a crazy dunk that got everybody going. Uh, the atmosphere was wild in there uh, the other night, but you know, I think your seniors combined for like sixty-three points in that game. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's what you want from your seniors. And I, I'm just, I'm so proud of those guys, and I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to keep it up. And uh, um, uh, whether we win or not, I know they're going to give everything they got.
Well, I think that a coaching staff at the college level, there's always an element of having fun. I mean, you're, you're coaching a sport. You're, you've got guys that are playing a sport. You're having fun. Yeah. But it feels like this year when you win, life is a lot more fun. I think I can yes. see it with you. I think I can see it with your guys that there's a different mentality from winning and losing. And I don't think you always see it everywhere. You know, a team that's 500 might be a little bit different. Yeah. But this team, the way that you've been able to win and the way that this team has been able to kind of play with some freedom, it's been really fun to watch because I think yeah. you guys are having fun, and I think yeah. that's where it starts. Yep. I mean, winning winning cures a lot of things, and, and, and a big part of that winning is just buying into – uh, each other as teammates, buying into the coaching staff, um, and this group has has definitely done that, and that's 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 huge. Kansas Wesleyan coming up on Saturday. Uh, that's maybe one of your more impressive home wins. Uh, you pretty much uh, led them from start to finish. Jim and I were doing a invitational game that night, so we didn't see it. But uh, playing up at the Purple Palace is never easy. Uh, KW, what's the scouting report on them? Uh, they're they're a very good defensive team. Um, they're they're a team that they're they're just going to try and grind you out. Uh, I feel like they're playing a little a little bit faster pace than they've been um, when we played them the first time. But uh, they're 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 they they have their their thing is defensively. They're gonna they're just gonna try and grind you out on the defensive end, and uh, we need to good jo- do a good job of taking care of the ball. Um, AJ Range is a big kid, probably one of the better big kids in our league. That's somebody we need to do a good job on. Uh, James Brooks is somebody who was an All Conference player last year. He's kind of struggled shooting the ball this year, but um, he's he's really dangerous. Uh, they're a good team. They're a really good team, and they're hot. I think they've won like seven of their last eight. It seems like everybody we yeah, played yeah. has been. <laughs> Well, Beth, Bethel had won so, six out of seven coming yeah, into that game. So, so. so we, need, we, we need to be ready to go, and it should, be, it should be a great game. Well, and as we look at the top of the KCAC standings, the top of the standings go from one to, like, 12. Everybody is just right there bunched with each other. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that are separated by three games at the top of this. And yep. you will not see a few of them. You will see Kansas Wesleyan on Saturday. Yep. You'll see Ottawa, who is the number one team in the conference. That will be your final game yep. the following Saturday. And then next week during the week you play Avila. Yep. I don't know how everybody else's schedules match up for these yeah. teams that are at the top, but yep. I would think you guys might have the toughest out of yeah, those I, top seven. We were, I, we were just looking, me and my sister were just looking at that, and I, I think us and I, Kansas Wesleyan has a really tough schedule too. Um, out of that group, we both have really, really tough schedules. So, But you have um, two years at home. Two at home. And, and you guys only lost one home game all year. Yeah. You've been really – uh, terrific at home this year, and that's yeah. something you have to do. You got to defend your home turf. If yep. uh, you know, that's why KU. You look at KU every year, and the reason until last year that they'd won 14 in a row uh, conference titles, they they lose maybe one at the most at home yeah. in in the Big 12, and then they you know they could split or yep. go a little better than 500 on the road. Yep, I mean that's huge. If you can defend your home court, you got a chance to be right there towards the top of your league. Well, it's such a weird finish here because three and zero. You've got a chance to win a KCAC regular season championship. Yeah. Oh, and three, you might be playing on the road in the first yeah. round against the team that maybe tied for a KCAC championship. <laughs> yeah. You go one and two, two and one. Well, yeah. we don't know where it's going to be. It's yep. going to be such a crazy finish here in the final three yeah. games. And luckily, you didn't have to play last night and could yeah. kind of let some other crazy stuff happen. Well, that's why college basketball is so fun, and our league is so fun. Um, there's just. There's not a lot of difference between people. So. And I think there's a big game tonight. I want to say Southwestern yeah. and, and KW. Yep. Yeah, they play tonight. So that game is going to 
it's going to help you one way or the other. It's, it's yeah. going to help you. So yeah. that's one thing, uh, you know, friends in Bethel last night, a terrific game. I think you said it came down to uh, friends had a shot at the buzzer or something like that yeah. to win that. So yep. another tough loss for Bethel, and you just wonder, you know, back-to-back just gut-punch yeah. losses. That's got to take its toll on them. You look at Bethel right now, They if they would have beat us, they would have been in third all by themselves. They're now in seventh all by themselves. Right. Jeez. So yeah. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's a lot can change within two games. Um, and uh, as we've told our guys, we need to take one game. All, all we can control is ourselves. So um, we can we can take care of our business. Everything will work out. Uh, but all we can control is ourselves. Well, Coach E, let's hope all that taking care of business starts on Saturday up in Salina, and then we'll see you for two more at home next week. Awesome. Yeah, thank you, guys. We will wrap up our McPherson College Coaches Show here tonight talking with Bulldog softball coach Tony Segovia. The Bulldog softball team went down to Texas last weekend and went 3-2, and two, playing a bunch of different tough teams from the Houston area, a team from the San Antonio area, one from Dallas-Fort Worth, and Coach Segovia, are you glad to be back in Kansas where it's nice and snowy instead of down in <laughs> South Texas where it's warm? Well, it was really nice. The weather was 75 and 80. Um, but, yeah, this is not this, <laughs> this is not good. Well, I know that you guys were, are planning on going up to take on a couple of teams north of here. Or, or, or it's going to be here, here. But they're from north of here. Are we hoping that games can get in or are we a little nervous at this point? I'm nervous for Saturday, but I think Sunday we can make it happen. All right. Well, it does help to have the turf, and uh, I know uh, as a, you know, uh, coming back here to have a have a place like Bulldog Park to re- play at and recruit to. What a wonderful advantage that is for your girls. Yes, and it's just it's so nice. I mean, the kids go out there, and you know they don't have to rake the field or anything like that or drag it or anything. So, you know, we practice and we get to go home. So Well, looking back at this past weekend when you went 3-2, and two, uh, you never kind of know what you're going to get in that opening weekend of the season. Nobody has seen live pitching in a while. Nobody has taken a live ground ball in a long time. How do you think your girls played in opening weekend this past weekend down in Texas? Yeah, we really can't complain. I think we've practiced outside three or four times and only got to go live twice. And so um, – to score as many runs as we did, I was really not surprised, but just uh, proud of the way we, we scored runs. Uh, last year at the same tournament, we uh, scored five runs the whole tournament. So um, to score like we did and to get behind in some of the games and we were able to come back, um, I was very proud of what we did. And you also had the KCAC's Offensive Player of the Week, Kalicia Taylor. Uh, eight of 16, I think she was, like 11 RBIs. She's kind of picked up where she left off last year. Yeah, she's seeing the bar really well right now. And uh, and even Miley Deutsch, she did the same thing. She they, Those two kept us, you know, anytime they come up with runners on, we were scoring them. So I was really impressed the way we, we walked a lot. Usually we strike out a lot because yeah. we like to swing early in the count. But uh, we got runners on and we were putting them across and so that was a little bit different than last year well you guys are highly rated in the preseason poll uh, a lot of eyes on your team uh what do you think it's t- to win the conference championship this year uh you know you got basically most of your position players back uh wh- what about the mound though on the pitchers in the pitcher's circle that is really kind of what determines who wins the conference yeah we we didn't even have uh Brittany Baroni who pitched a bunch last year and was you know our number two so she's our number one this year but she she didn't play at all. She's been battling a uh, uh, you know a little tendonitis in her uh, elbow. So um, so we went down there with kids that didn't have experience. We threw Katie Wilson, who pitched five innings last year. Shelby Bond, who's a junior, she pitched no innings last year. And Reagan was a freshman. So we threw out those kids and 
yeah, we got beat up a little bit on the mound, but uh, they also played very well as you know as the as we kept going on each game. And you started off your very first game. What was going through your mind? I think you were down like eleven to one. You're after two innings or three innings of your very first game. I, I think it was Jarvis Williams. Is that the name of the Jarvis school? Christian. Christian? Jarvis yeah. Christian. Well, you come back. You almost win that game. Uh, th- that showed you right out of the shoot that this team, when they get down, they've got the uh, the capability of coming back. Yeah, I mean, we were, you know, fumbling the ball around, and it was just nerves. We're leaving balls over the plate. We're walking people. And then all of a sudden when our offense got going, you know, it's 12 to 10, we lose, but we have bases loaded with two outs. So a base hit would have tied that game. So super proud there. And then the, I think the nightcap we played um, Houston Victoria, who's ranked number 18 preseason, and they got 4 nothing in the first inning. And then we came back and tied it and then, um, you know, walked them off towards the end of the game. But um, I felt like we were in control of that whole game against them. So it felt really, really good. And then the next morning against Our Lady of the Lake, it was just one of those. And they're really good. They're they are. Good. They're good every year. Yeah, and they, they, you know, got six or seven on our freshman, Reagan. And I told her, you had your welcome to college softball <laughs> moment, but at least we got it out of the way. So, um, But we still battled back. We still got runners on. We just couldn't score. We had bases loaded twice, and we didn't score. But So we still fought in that game. When looking at the KCAC this year, who are the other teams that – you'll be contending with for the conference championship? I think it's good top to bottom. I mean, you look at Tabor. Madison Bird was a pitcher of the year, a freshman year, so she's a senior now. Um, Ottawa's always there. Kansas Westland's always there. Um, you know, Avila comes in from the heart last year, and they, you know, they tie, tie and win it. So you got six or seven teams. Friends is always good um, that can win it on, on a year-to-year basis. So it makes it very, very competitive. Well, one thing we always talk about with Coach Moses on the baseball side is, okay, you got to have enough arms. He needs to have 15, 20 guys that can throw for him on any given weekend. It's not really the same in softball. It's, it's just different that you can probably get by in a lot of weekends with two quality arms. You can for sure get by with three. What's your ideal pitching staff size, and, and how many do you want to be working into the rotation constantly? I think in the early going, when you go to these tournaments and play five games or six games, you've got to have four or five arms to carry that because you don't want your one and two throwing in this kind of weather um, on a consistent basis. So, but when it comes down to conference, when you're only playing a doubleheader like we do, um, you can kind of roll with one or two. And sometimes in conference, when you just have a one, then you can roll with her for the most part. Well, Coach Segovia, hopefully you don't have to be shoveling this weekend. I think maybe all the snow could be gone but hopefully the weather gets a little warm enough so that way you guys can play here at home and be able to get out on Bulldog Park for the first time. Yeah, it would be great. I think we always have a pretty good crowd, for, and that's why I really love it being here is they come out and they support everyone in town, comes out, and our kids come out. So I, I really enjoy that. Wrapping up our McPherson College Coaches Show and Steve Sell, a lot to get to this weekend. Not only is McPherson College basketball on the road at Kansas Wesleyan in Salina on Saturday, track and field in a big meet up at Concordia they have a very nice indoor facility and it'll be better than running outside in the snow I don't know definitely if, I don't know exactly how track and field season works if there's snow on the track also the cheer and dance team will be on the road at Ottawa for a big meet coming up this weekend as for baseball and softball baseball was supposed to be in Joplin I don't know when or where they will be and who they will be playing. Who yeah, knows? They might end up playing here at home. Yeah, they're trying to. Line, I think they're trying to line up some games for the weekend, but that's to be determined. But uh, check the website; it'll it'll be up there. 
So, Steve Sell, any other news for you to add? I don't think so. I just want the snow to go away. And I think next week it's supposed to be in the high 40s or low 50s most of the week. We're ready for some spring weather. Well, next week, Steve, we're going to have a very good picture of what's going to happen with the KCAC basketball playoff races. Everybody will be down to two games, and the Bulldog men are right there in the thick of it. The women have some work to do, and a win this weekend would really put them into a better position, but a lot of work for both these teams to do still. Well, the men are in. Uh, The women, uh, they about have to win out to even have a chance. So, um, because Southwestern owns a tiebreaker, so if they end up, you know, tying with Southwestern, they lose the tiebreaker to them. Uh, I think they pretty much split with all the other teams that they're in contention with. So, uh, Kansas Wesleyan women are playing incredible basketball right now. It's going to take the best game of the year for the MAC women to pull off the upset. Well, Steve, enjoy yourself this weekend. Try to stay warm. We'll do our best as well. Wrapping up our McPherson College Coaches Show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening on 96.7 FM KBBE. The McPherson College Coaches Show is brought to you by JAR Performance Automotive, Alliance Agency, Next Tech Wireless, and Cheatham Construction. Thanks for listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show. You can listen to the show at our podcast page at soundcloud.com slash Sports, or watch the video of all the interviews at macbulldogs.com.